Welcome back to the Footy Attic podcast. And today we've got the regulars on. We've got Leon Redfern, Tom Evans, and Edward Baisley. And I'm also I'm hosting today, Sam Oliphant, of course, you know. Um, so we're recording this podcast right after PSG have smashed Barcelona 4-1 at the Camp Nou. And Liverpool have got a solid win yesterday with a 2-0 win over Leipzig. But boys, I want to know from you. What are your predictions for these major European competitions, the Champions League and Europa League? So I'm going to come to you, Leon, first of all. Um, Champions League, who do you see as the main contender for the title? The the main contender for me is probably Manchester City. But for me, it comes down to Manchester City, what they prioritise, because you look at at Manchester City history, they never won the Champions League. And I feel like this year, because they've got the Premier League wrapped up, they'll start resting players in the Premier League when it comes like March, April time. And they'll go full on gun call for the Champions League. And you look at other like big teams around Europe having a slightly drop off this year. Like pre the Barcelona game, PSG are third in Liga. And you look at Barcelona, I think they're third in La Liga. No, they're not that good as what they used to be. And Liverpool are in obviously one of the worst seasons they've had in the last couple of years. So I'd probably go Manchester City for me. But after after the, the match shots last night. I would not rule out PSG because you look at that front line and Kylian Mbappe was like a revelation at hat trick at Camp Nou. Like, you can't, you can't, I don't know. For me, for me, PSG and Man City are favourites to me. That's what I'd say. Tom, what, what do you have to say? I agree with Leon. I think it's between Man City and PSG, really. Um, if I had to go out and say one, I'll say Man City. But at the same time, can't look further than PSG when just beating Barcelona 4-1 away without Neymar playing as well. Like we can't forget that Neymar wasn't even playing that game. But I, like I said, I agree with Leon in that Man City have all but wrapped up the league. They've got the uh, opportunity to rest players and rotate the squad. They've got a big enough squad to do both. So yeah, I'm going to say Man City for the Champions League for the first time in their history. And Ed, does Ed, Ed, does your opinion differ any from these boys? I agree with them that both Man City and PSG will do well. I think they'll probably be two of the four semi-finalists. But I'm very, very surprised neither of them have mentioned Bayern Munich. They're just a machine. They go out and they win every game they play virtually. Hansi Flick, since being Bayern Munich manager just over a year ago, has won six trophies and lost five games. That is the level of excellence you're talking here. And I do think Munich will just about win it. But if if you're also looking at other teams that are in this competition, you've also got teams like Real Madrid and Juventus, Atletico Madrid, all known for being like very good, you know, European Cup teams. So how would you say these teams are going to get on, Leon? Uh, Well, for me, with Juventus, you look at the the, the league form under Andrea Pirlo, and they're not even top of their own league when they used to dominate it. They're getting, getting bullied about by, by uh, what was it, like an Asian Milan side. So with, with Juventus, but then you, can, you can't look past Ronaldo. Like Juventus can have a poor game and then Ronaldo can pop up and score a hat-trick or something like that. So obviously you can't, you can't like say Juventus are like out straight away, but I don't think, I don't think they'll get for that. Because like, I remember last year they got uh, knocked out, I think it was by Leon, and, and they, they didn't play well at a game at all. They haven't really like invested much into the side in the summer. So I wouldn't see Juventus. And obviously, you look at Madrid, still starring Luka Modric and, and Tony Cruz as a midfield pivot in 2021. And they haven't 
they clearly haven't turned on that side and and, and uh, made it much more younger. So got the yeah they've got the core of a Champions League winning squad. Obviously from the same well it's, it's that that Champions League winning squad was like three years ago and they still haven't changed at all. They got like obviously Sergio Ramos is still a top centre back. But what I'm trying to say is they haven't really turned over the squad really. So I wouldn't say Virginia Juventus are top contenders to me personally. Tom, what are you feeling? Do you think maybe teams like Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid can get far in this competition? Yeah, definitely think they can get far. It's just how far they can all get because there are so many good teams this year. It just comes down to who's the team at the end of the day with the most quality and the the most quality for winning the trophy. And I think, you know, Real Madrid, not the same without Ronaldo. Barcelona, not the same without Suarez, perhaps. And I think, yeah, it's just between PSG, uh, Man City and Bayern Munich. I think those three teams have that that quality to go all the way. And Ed, what are your feelings on it? Um, I think Atletico Madrid um, have every chance. I don't think they'll actually win it, but they can fully go for it because they're a long way ahead in La Liga with a game in hand on Real and Barca as well. And they're already a few points clear. So they've got nothing to be scared about in terms of team selection. They can go out there and play their best football in the Champions League, just like they have been in La Liga this season. About Real Madrid, I fully agree with Leon. really. They're a great football team. We all know that. But the core of their squad is the same as it was previously. And they could... In- they could encounter similar problems to what Germany did in the last World Cup when they had the core of their 2014 side. Four years later, simply weren't good enough. Yeah. I mean, if it was down to me to put, you know, a prediction on, you know, one team going on and winning it, I'd probably still stick with Bayern because I think they're still a top quality team. I think when it comes to it, they're still ruthless and I think they're a great cup team and they usually go all the way. So if I had to put money on on someone winning it, I would have probably gone Bayern. And then we've also got, you know, we've mentioned Man City. You know, we've also got two other English teams still in it, minus Manchester United, of course, because they were knocked out in the group stages. You've also got Chelsea with the new manager, Thomas Tuchel. And you've got a struggling Liverpool, but of course they managed to, you know, get through, uh, well, the first leg of their match against Leipzig. Can teams like Chelsea and Liverpool create an impact on this competition yet, Leon? Oh, I don't know if Chelsea... Have Chelsea got Atletico Madrid? I think, I, think they, I think they might do, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, out, they're, yeah. Out, they're out then. They're out. No, 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 <laughs> I'm not even thinking about Chelsea. Diego, Diego, Simeone, Masterclass. The thing is, I think it's a bit too early to say Chelsea uh, or anything, really. Thomas, Thomas Tuchel, because he's obviously settling mm. in. But uh, he's obviously a great manager. And I think in a couple of years' time, Chelsea will easily be challenging the title with that squad. Look how deep it is. But I just think, like, Against Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, when I think about cup teams, and I think of head-to-head managers, I think Diego Simeone is probably the best manager in the world. In a head-to-head matchup, I think he can out-tactic anyone. Look at his defensive record this season. I think, I think, oh, like, is it, oh this guy's insane. Like, I think they conceded like less than 20 goals in the whole the whole season for Atletico in the, in, the, in the La Liga. Like, head-to-head, I think like they could beat anyone. So I, I think Chelsea will, will, will get beat. And as for Liverpool, well, obviously they played well against Leipzig yesterday. And obviously, the thing about that, Liverpool are a good shout to suggest because obviously they know the league's gone. 
So they've got nothing else to play for. They might just go all out in Champions League. So you can't like bet against. Obviously, like you, people forget, like two years ago, Liverpool destroyed Bayern Munich at the Allianz. So I wouldn't put it past Liverpool going going really far and deep in the Champions League at all. That's what I'd say. And Tom, you know, Leon says there about you know Liverpool, you know, probably focusing all their time onto the Champions League. Do you reckon this will be a good chance if they can find some form in the Champions League to carry that over into the Premier League? Yeah, 100%. I think it's definitely their best option because they're not playing well in the league. The Champions League just gives them that different sort of edge about them. And it's a completely different competition. If you can get a good run of games going, you know, it looks like they're going through against Leipzig. Uh, they played well. So I think that will only breed confidence into the squad going into the league, you know, for the final, uh, for the final half of the season. And Ed, finally, sorry, sorry to come to you last, but, you know, do you have anything to put on to, you know, the Chelsea-Liverpool, you know, situation within the Champions League? Chelsea, as Leon said, um, we can't really read that much into. Of course, they haven't lost a game yet under Thomas Tuchel. And, um, yeah, again, like Leon said, they're playing Atletico Madrid. And after Leon mentioned um, that Atletico Madrid, Madrid have conceded less than 20 goals this season. I looked that statistic up. And in fact, in 21 games, they've conceded 13, which is yeah. phenomenal. That's that's insane. So many games without a single goal conceded. Fair play to their defence and Simeone's tactics. Liverpool, they're having a blip in the league, as we all know. But I do seriously rate them. They're a great team, which is why they won the league by so many points last season. Um, that Champions League for them can be a breath of fresh air, like to get away from all the criticism they're facing in England and just play their great football and express themselves. So, you know, the other major competition going on now, uh, which is starting again, you know, on Thursday, the Europa League, we've got some absolutely, uh, to say, I've looked at it and I, I'd, I'd say this is probably the best quality of Europa League's standard now that we've seen for a while. If you look at the teams that are in it, we've got mm. you know, Man United, Arsenal, uh, Tottenham, Leicester, all from the Premier League, all contending for the top four spots of the Premier League. Well, maybe not so much Arsenal, but, you know, it will, when we move from that, uh, you've got AC Milan, Roma, Napoli, Lille, Ajax, Real Sociedad, Benfica, all these teams doing, you know, very well in their respective leagues. I, I want to come to you, Ed, first of all. Who do you, who do you genuinely see as being the favourites for this now and who could you see winning this? You just mentioned a plethora of bloody good football teams, to be honest with you. And I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't want to pick out one of them and say that they're the winner. But I feel like someone who just has a bit of an edge in terms of counter-attacking football as it is a tournament. So maybe someone like Spurs or Leicester could pull it out the bag. But I don't think those sides are actually as good as teams like Man United. But in tournament football, it's just about winning one singular game on a given day just a few times in a row. And those teams are capable of doing that. Tom, uh, who, who do you think will be the favourite for this competition? I couldn't tell you who I think the favourite is because I think a lot of the teams could consider themselves to be favourites. But 
for the winners, I'm going to say AC Milan this year. I feel like they've, you know, they're not, they haven't been the same side as they once were for a few years now and they're sort of crawling their way back up. And I think this is the perfect time for them to come through with the trophy. And Leon, what are you thinking? I think when it comes to the Europa League, it's literally just hunger and desire. Who wants it? Like, at the end of the day, like, it depends how you see it. You see it as a cup, you see it as entering the Champions League. And if you've already secured the Champions League, you're really going to have the hunger and desire to like want to win the Europa League. And you, like, so you look at 18 land, they're fine for the first Serie A since uh, Allegri in the 2010s. And they believe they prioritise the Europa League. No, they're not. They're going to prioritise the league. And you look at it's, t- it's teams like Leicester, like, well, Leicester can't like 100% guarantee them in Champions League football. What do they do? Do they, do they go for the Europa League or do they, do they go for the league? Like, like when you're playing like 50 games a season, you can't like outright like manage both like cup competition, cup and league. You could you could like prioritize one or the other, in my opinion. And that's why I'd go for someone that's completely out of the Champions League. That's obviously like this is gonna say bias me saying this, but I think a team like Arsenal, like they've got nothing to play for. Like teams like like that, like nothing to play for. Like I think they can go fight back real real social, they've got nothing to lose. Like they're gonna go they're gonna go for the role play the hardest. But I'd say because I was thinking about this the other day, I was like, you want to see a Premier League side? Like, surely, like, you, you just listed four, you've just listed four good sides that could win it. it seems so the probability of English side winning it is very high. But I really think Roma have got a chance. I really do. You look at Herring Gatorian playing the best football of his career since, like, Russia Dortmund. See the, see the attack, it's like 100 years old. You've got Eddie Dzeko, you've got a... Uh, uh, Pedro from Chelsea. You've got Herring Gatorian, Lorenzo Pedigrini. Like, the fusion of that attacking side is, is insane. So, I, I, I'm inclined to say Roma, personally. But, obviously, it could be anyone's. It depends on... My United is, obviously, on on, uh, on paper, the best team. The best team in the role playing Manchester United. But, come, come May, my United might be that second comfortably. They might be like, right, we're still in the FA Cup. What do we prioritise? But if the fifth or sixth, then they might be like, all right, we're going to go for the role play because it's... We can easily beat every time every team in the Europa League easily. So it just, it just depends on hunger and desire for me personally. I think you make a good point there when you say team our team's going to prioritise leagues or or the you know the the European Cups. And I think if you look at it, it has to be down to you know the squad depth. I think if a team has good squad depth where they can rotate and then you know play an equally as strong team in both you know respective competitions, I think that will really get you far. Um, I mean, of course, if I was to make a prediction, I could have been biased and said Man United. But I think, you know what team really stands out for me there? Definitely for me, Lil, Lil or Leverkusen. And I think you make a good shout. With, both you and Tom make a good shout with uh, this, the Italian teams. But I'd say Lil and Leverkusen are very good shouts of, you know, doing something in this competition. They're both doing well in their respective leagues. They've both got good squad depth. And I think, you know, they have a good chance of going far in this competition. Would you not? Do you not think Lil's the same as AC Lando because Lil's top of league in? So yeah, but have you, yeah, but if you look at their squad depth, if you look at their bench, they've got you know in their midfield, they've got equally as strong midfielders that sit on their bench than they do that start. I'd say. Yeah, and they, if we're and talking got, about um, if we're talking about squad depth, and you've mentioned Italian teams, one team we haven't mentioned is Napoli, and simply in attack. They have possibly the best depth in Europe. I've just got their squad up now to back this statement up. 
Dries Mertens, Lorenzo Insigne, Andrea Patania, Matteo Politano, Herving Lozano, and Victor Ozimhen. I mean, that's they have all of those options. I don't know. I don't know Napoli. I remember a couple of years ago it was in Armory, and we absolutely uh, beat him home away. We pulled the pants down. And I, that 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 attacking you just mentioned there—they're all aging. They're all above thirty. Like I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not phased by Napoli. I never have. Never will. Like I never read Kula Bali. I thought he's a bit overrated. But to be fair, Leon, you did mention Roma, who had, and you mentioned Pedro, uh, Mkhitaryan, yeah, and Zocca specifically are all above thirty. On form, on form. Roma attack is on form at the minute. Look at Andrew Mkhitaryan. Yeah, if you look, if you look at their goals, it's you know up there. Do you see? Do you see any like dark horses within this competition? Because I've also looking here. You know, it's got Hoff. You've got Hoffenheim in there, mm. who again the German teams are just you know so strong. You got Glasgow Rangers. You know, Ajax. Do they have a shout? What do you think, Leon? You made a good point. Like, uh, Hoffenheim are a good side. And uh, I don't know who's managing them, but they've got like, I can't, oh, what's he called? He's like, like some scoff or something like that. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's well good. He plays like right back in strike room. But uh, yeah, when it comes to Europa League, are Sevilla in it? Because they'll win it. They'll no, win Sevilla it. in the Champions League. No, Sevilla, Sevilla in the Champions League and they're playing Dortmunds. So uh, I would probably I'd probably see a big side, like not, but I went on like the small size that might go for it. Like I, I want to go the Champions League because I've just checked after I signed to have got Real Madrid, and I, I think Atalanta might uh, might knock him out. Gasparini, like, Gasparini <laughs> is a beast of a manager, and Duman Zapata and Josip Ilić are be- a good attacking players. Mm. Obviously they've lost Papu Gomez, but I feel like Atalanta. Yeah, Atalanta might be dark horse for the Champions League. But on mm-hmm. the Europa League, I think it's a big side for me personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at, you know, some of the fixtures coming up, you know, the, the English teams, I don't want to use to give predictions exactly, but how do you see, you know, teams like, you know, we've got, for example, in the Europa League, Man United have got Real Sociedad. Um, you know, I, I'd say that's, you know, probably for, for the, in terms of the, for the British teams, in the Europa League, I would say that's probably the toughest team uh, that an English side has got to mm. play. Other, in other respects, you've got Wolfsburg or have got Tottenham. Um, you never know with Tottenham. They've been actually quite inconsistent in the Europa League this season. You know, they've lost a couple of games. I think they lost, did they lose twice to Antwerp. They lost in the group stage, didn't they? I don't know. Yeah, I think they. Lost, I think they got beat both times by Antwerp in the group stage. And then you've also got they Mas- lost one 0 to Antwerp. Didn't, didn't, yeah, but didn't they lose both legs? Mm. Um, and then, and then you've also got Slavia, Leicester City, who again you'd probably expect Leicester City to go through. But I, I think I, I'm really looking forward to you know seeing how you know this these both these competitions play out because I think both I think both leagues this year, yeah, both competitions are probably at, at high, as higher quality as what we've seen you know for a very long time. I think the fact that you know we're looking at it and then we're seeing we're having this discussion like. Really, like who is going to win it? And we're, and we're saying so many different teams. I think in the past you would have said, like, for the Champions League, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Now we're bringing in a conversation like, you know, Man City, um, PSG. And I think, you know, if, if it would, if it had been Man United in the Europa League, like, you know, three, four years ago, like, as we saw, it was a pretty straightforward, you know, win for them in the competition. Now it's just like loads of plenty of teams that can win it. Like, what do you, what do you, What's the effect do you think this is having on football? You know, like how the competitions are getting more, like, you know, competitive, Tom. Do you think this is having a good effect? Yeah, it can only be good. Um, 
for, for the fans anyway. You see team play like actually test themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. You see teams playing like in you know lesser leagues. If you're a team who's all if, who's always challenging top three in your league, you know it's good to go. You know teams like Rangers, they're always going to be near the top two. It's good for them to go and challenge tougher sides around Europe to show what they're about. Show that the Scottish league is better than what people think. Mm-hmm. And it go it goes the same with like clubs like Man United. They get to test themselves again against just teams from Europe that you wouldn't think are big teams or great teams, but then they'll show English fans that what their league is about when they, you know, come and play well against a team like Man United or Arsenal. You know, I think it's only for the best. Ed, what are your feelings on it? Do you think this is good for the football? Well, I like it, and um, when we've like mentioned the Europa League specifically. It's kind of it's blurred the lines between who's a favourite for a tournament and who's a dark horse. Like, I don't think you can definitively regard Manchester United as a favourite and sides like Napoli and Leverkusen as dark horses because there is not a huge golfing class between those sides at all, really. And I think that's the same... Um, to an extent in the Champions League, bar the fact that you have the three that stick out, like I saw Thumb that we mentioned earlier, Bayern, PSG and Man City. But below that, the teams are all of a similar quality. I wouldn't totally discount Sevilla winning that competition, nor Dortmund, because as we've said about some other teams, Dortmund are having a shocking season in the Bundesliga by their standards. So you put all of your energy and time and all your best players into the Champions Champions League and you never know what they can produce because they are a good side with Holland and a solid foundation at the back with Mats Hummels and Enro Chan and uh, Leon any final word on that I think uh, competitiveness is at an all time high you look at the introduction of a third European tournament like it's just it's, it's an all-time high, and it can, it, it, can, it can only be a good thing, like from an, for, especially from like an, an economic term. Like, look at the smaller teams; they get a lot of revenue from like competing in the European competitions. So, I think from that standpoint, and obviously like competitions at all like all-time high, you can't you can't say it's a bad thing, can you? Personally, like, as, as a fan, I, I'd rather watch Champions League than Premier League football any other week because it's so so much more fascinating and so much more entertaining, even if it's not even your team. Yet see the best players play against the best teams. It's, it's fascinating for me. Anyway, first, would you rather lose in the Champions League final or win the Europa League? Win the Europa. Win League. the Europa. As a fan, win the Europa. Imagine, like, okay, forget COVID. Imagine as a fan, your side is there, and they win a trophy. Yes, yeah, a lesser trophy, but you see them at a stadium lifting that trophy. Imagine if you went to the Champions League final and lost, you'd be bloody you lost it. That's why winning, from our point of view, is better. Winning any trophy is better than losing any trophy. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. when it comes to like cup finals, if you lose, you're the first loser. Like, And the best way to analyse this is literally Spurs. They lost in the Champions League final. If they, if they said to him, you're going to the play, they would have bite your hand off. So at the end of the day, it just literally comes down to trophies. Like, who wants to like? Yeah, you can see the run, the feeling, like the the, the songs, the 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 away days, the the, the actual like memories of the cup run. 
But at the day, if you get to the final and lose, it's for nothing. It's literally for nothing. You would literally rather win the Europa League. So I'd say the Europa League. No, I'd completely agree with that as well. I'd say I'd definitely take a trophy over a loss any day of the week. And yeah, it is the Champions League final and it is Europa League. But I think at the end of the day, the Europa League gets you into the Champions League for the next year anyway, even if you're having a shocking season. And I think, yeah, it's silverware at the end of the day. And I think a lot of teams are always desperate for silverware. So if you get the opportunity, you're definitely taking it. Anyway, I think that wraps I up. Thought that, I thought that question would be a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think it is, yeah. No, it was a good question, but it's, you know, it's based on occasion and I think the stature of both competitions, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I think that wraps up this week's podcast. Um, cheers, boys, for getting on. And nice uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tune in next time. Yeah, catch you in a bit. Bye.